Welcome to another episode of Monday Musings on the Elliot Resnick Show. Is Candace Owens an anti-Semite? Before I answer this question, I would like to make two preliminary points. Number one, calling someone an anti-Semite in America is an extremely serious charge. It's almost as bad, if not worse, than calling someone a racist. You're basically calling someone a terrible, vile person when you call him an anti-Semite. So unless you're really, really sure that someone is an anti-Semite, you probably should not call him or her one. We conservatives hate when people call us racist, sexist, ageists, homophobes, and all the rest. Well, don't do unto others what you don't want done to you. If we hate the name calling game, we should not turn around and play it ourselves unless we are absolutely sure we're correct and that it's necessary. Preliminary point number two. Candace Owens is a conservative hero. I don't think that's debatable. She and only a handful of others like Matt Walsh, Tucker Carlson, Jesse Kelly are part of a new generation of conservative leaders who take no prisoners and pull no punches. On every major issue in recent years, Candace Owens has been correct and has been fearless in defending her position. I'm talking about issues like the BLM riots, COVID lockdowns, the COVID vaccine, George Floyd, transgenderism, the war in Ukraine, and more. She's even been outspoken on the ills of therapy and fooling around before marriage. When is the last time you heard the older generation of conservatives, people like Sean Hannity or Mark Levin, both of whom I like, but when is the last time you heard people like that talk about the value of adhering to biblical morality and waiting until marriage to be intimate with a member of the opposite gender? Probably never. Why? Because that generation did not and still does not talk very much about morality or religion. Candace Owens and a handful of other young conservatives do. There's much more for me to say about Candace, but my point is that Candace has been a tremendous force for good for those of us who care about America and those of us who care about biblical values, which I'm pretty sure is every single person listening to this podcast. So before we investigate whether Candace Owens is an anti-Semite, I think we have to ask ourselves, Do we really want to destroy this woman? Do we want to destroy a woman who on every other issue has been a force for good? Do we want to destroy a woman who might be necessary to defeat the dark forces of the left? I would argue no. We don't want to destroy this woman. In fact, I think we owe her a tremendous debt of gratitude and that we should celebrate her. I also think we should be approaching this question as Americans, not as Jews. Of course, we're both, but we should only be opining on American politics from an American perspective, in my opinion. Now, of course, you're entitled to care about the Jewish people more than you care about the American people. But if you do, you should either move to Israel or keep quiet. The implicit deal every American citizen makes with the rest of his fellow citizens when he enters a political debate is that he will put America first insofar as this particular issue is concerned. So I might be against the Ukraine war while you might be for the Ukraine war, but the basis for both of our positions is what's good for America. If that is not the basis, then you don't have a country. You just have an amalgamation of selfish groups and selfish individuals. The only moral basis of any political debate that you're having with a fellow citizen is, is this or that policy good for this country? So in 1946, for example, England needed a large financial loan from America. And Jews at the time were very upset at England because of its anti-Jewish position in Palestine. Yet, nonetheless, people like Representative Saul Bloom, who was the most powerful Jew in Congress at the time on whom I wrote my PhD thesis and my most recent book, people like Bloom voted for the loan. Why? Not because he was happy with England, but because he said, as a U.S. congressman, I have an obligation to consider first what's good for America. 
The American Jewish community at the time issued a statement echoing Bloom's comments, saying we're not happy with England insofar as Israel is concerned, but yet we're discussing whether America should give a loan to England. And if you're entering that debate as an American citizen, you have to only enter that debate as an American citizen. What is good for America? If you don't care primarily about what's good for America, then you should not be entering that debate. An American citizen should only be debating American issues from the perspective of an American citizen. So again, you are welcome to care about the Jewish people more than the American people, but if you do, you must keep silent on this issue. You have no right as an American citizen to publicly advance a proposal that is good for the Jews, but bad for America. And so I would say the same thing regarding Candace Owens. If Candace Owens is good for America, and I think everyone listening to this podcast agrees that Candace Owens is good for America, then it is downright wrong for us to try to ruin her, even if she is mildly anti-Semitic. So with that background, the background that we should not engage in name-calling unless we're certain that the name is apropos, and also with the background that we should not be ruining people who are great for America— even if they're perhaps less than stellar for the Jewish people. With that background in mind, is Candace Owens, in fact, an anti-Semite? I happen to think the answer is no. Let's start with a minor point. Candace Owens titled her podcast episode the other day, A Message to My Jewish and Muslim Friends. Not my Jewish enemies, my Jewish friends. In the podcast episode, she relates that many of her childhood friends and one of her boyfriends was Jewish. She said she was puzzled the first time she was called an anti-Semite. In short, she denied the charge that she's an anti-Semite, and that's, I think, a hint right there that she's not an anti-Semite, since real anti-Semites like Nicholas Fuentes don't deny that they dislike Jews and Judaism. They say so openly. She does deny it. Now, it is true that Candace Owens is not completely pro-Israel. She might not even be pro-Israel at all, and that, of course, is unusual for a conservative. For example, Candace Owens categorically opposes the U.S. sending Israel money or weapons. On this issue, by the way, I actually agree with her, as did Rabbi Merikahana, incidentally, whom no one would ever suggest was anti-Israel. Rabbi Merikahana found Israeli reliance on America both religiously and psychologically objectionable. For her part, Candace Owens, as an American, thinks America has no business sending American tax dollars to Israel or to any other foreign country. And I agree with her on that. America should be spending money at home, not dishing it out abroad to our favorite countries. They might be nice countries, it doesn't matter. It's our money, and we should be spending it on our issues. I don't think it's right to take tax dollars and ship it off to other countries whose name is not America. I also agree with Candace Owens that American Jews, and especially foreign Jews, have no business telling American non-Jews to spend money to help the Jewish people. If they decide to do so voluntarily, God bless them. But it is not our place to tell them to do so. The war in Gaza is our problem. It's not America's problem. But I have to be honest, Candace Owens goes beyond just America first. I haven't studied every single one of her comments, but I think it's safe to say that she's not exactly reflexively pro-Israel, even leaving all questions of foreign aid aside. I don't know if she's fully pro-Arab, I don't think she is, but she's clearly more even-handed on the Israel-Arab conflict than other American conservatives are. But that does not make her an anti-Semite. First, to quote Rabbi Merikahana again, her opinions are likely at least partially our fault. What do I mean? Let me read to you an extended quote from Rabbi Kahana. Quote, If something is really yours, you leap upon it. You proclaim it so, and you take every step possible to ensure that it will be yours forever. If you do not, then your pious speeches about ownership will be met with doubt and disbelief. And on the other hand, 
when the other side, the Arabs, daily, hourly, and loudly shout and proclaim that the land is quote-unquote Palestine, what the world sees is an apparent choice between Arabs who claim that the land is theirs and who fight and die for it, and Jews who keep a a quote-unquote status quo, which is nothing more than quote, the occupied territories. What do we expect from an objective person? I sometimes use the analogy of someone throwing rocks at your house. If someone threw rocks at your house, you would, of course, call the police. If you didn't call the police, though, a bystander would be correct to start questioning whether you really think that that the home is yours. No true homeowner wouldn't call the police. So if not only you did not call the police that day, but you didn't call the police the next day, and the next day, and the next day, for years on end, and if you just stay in your house the entire time and let your house be stoned, a bystander would be more than justified to conclude that you don't really think the house is yours. People claim the house belongs to you, but maybe you know something he doesn't know. Maybe your title really is stolen. Because if the title really was yours, you definitely would have called the police by now. Something's off here. Something's fishy. Well, how have we responded to Arab attacks on us in Israel? Have we crushed Arab terror? No, we've let it fester for 40 years. So what do we expect from Candace Owens or anyone else? Why should she think the land is ours, when we don't treat it as if it's ours? Secondly, I know it's not fashionable to say, but you can't be somewhat anti-Israel without being anti-Semitic. Arabs lived on various portions of Eretz Israel for 1,500 years. We displaced some of them when we returned to Eretz Israel in the early 1900s, and then when we created a state in 1948. As Jews, our behavior is unimpeachable, because we believe in the Torah, which clearly states that God gave the land to us. But what if you don't believe in the Bible? Or what if you adopt a certain Christian reading of the Bible under which we, the modern Jewish people, are not the spiritual heirs of the ancient Israelites? Why then should you support us? Or put it this way, if you don't read the Torah as we do, or as evangelical Christians do, why is it anti-Jewish to think that the Arabs got a raw deal under Zionism? Now, of course, it's true that life is much better for Arabs now than it was under the Ottoman Empire. We turned a desert into a garden, as Zionists always like saying. But as Rebecca Hanna used to respond, yes, we might have done that, but it used to be an Arab desert, and now it's a Jewish garden. In short, Eretz Israel used to be under Arab authority, and now it's under Jewish authority. Do you have to be an anti-Semite to think that the Arabs got the raw end of the deal, and that they deserve at least some of their land back? I personally don't think so. I mean, again, as a Orthodox Jew, as a religious Jew, as a nationalist Jew, I believe the entire land is mine. I wouldn't give, not only would I not give an inch of the land to the Arabs, I wouldn't give it half an inch of the land to the Arabs. And I think we're being much too soft on the Arabs now. But that's my perspective as a Jew. Candace Owens is not a Jew. Does she have to be an anti-Semite to take at least a mildly pro-Arab position? I don't think so. I really don't. But one final point. Supposing you don't agree with anything I've said until now. Supposing you're convinced that Candace Owens is an anti-Semite. Fine. I still don't think that we should be saying so on Twitter and everywhere else where we are saying so right now. Why? Because what good will it do? People have this notion that calling out anti-Semitism stops it in its tracks. But I don't buy it. You mean to say that if we had only called Hitler an anti-Semite more in the 1920s and 1930s, the Holocaust wouldn't have happened? Does anyone really think so? I think it's a very hard case to make. Look at what happened to Poland. After World War I, the Allies demanded that Poland sign a minority rights treaty under which it agreed to treat its Jewish and other minorities fairly and equally. Well, Poland signed the agreement. It felt forced. It had no other choice. After all, the world gave it its country back. There was no Poland for around 130 years. But after it signed the treaty, 
Poland then proceeded to break the treaty. There were international protests, there were Jewish protests, and guess what they accomplished? Absolutely nothing. Why? Because when a country is anti-Semitic, calling it anti-Semitic won't accomplish a thing. And when it isn't anti-Semitic, calling out anti-Semitic incidents is unnecessary on our part. Members of the society itself will do so. They don't need our help. So, if Candace Owens is truly anti-Semitic, it will come out over time, and American non-Jews will call her out on it and force her to step in line. And if they don't, we have a much bigger problem on hand. Either way, charges of anti-Semitism should not come from us. They do nothing. Let them come from well-meaning non-Jews. If someone asks us our opinion, we can certainly share it, but we should not be on the forefront of the anti-Semitic name-calling brigade. If we're wrong, we will only cause resentment, as I believe we're doing right now in the case of Candace Owens. You could see that she's annoyed, and she herself said it's causing resentment, and I could see that 100%, someone like her, who has always had good experiences with Jews her entire life, all of a sudden she's being called an anti-Semite, she deeply resents it. So if we're wrong, we're only going to cause resentment, just like blacks cause resentment when they call us racist when we're not racist. And if we're right, we still will have accomplished nothing, because we're not powerful enough to control the rest of the world. We're a tiny minority, a tiny, tiny minority. We weren't powerful enough before World War II to force Poland to respect the minorities treaty it signed, and we're not powerful enough to make people like Candace Owens only voice the opinions we want her to voice. So even if Candace Owens is anti-Semitic, and I don't believe she is, but even if she is, we're best off keeping silent. Which, by the way, just happens to be the traditional Jewish approach to anti-Semitism for what it's worth. So to review, name-calling is a mean-spirited business, and we should only engage in it if we're absolutely sure we're on target. Number two, American Jews should put America first. So if Candace Owens is good for America, we should not try to destroy her, even if she made some comments about Israel we're not crazy about. Number three, some of Candace Owens' comments about Israel are motivated by her love for America and her desire that American money be spent on America rather than foreign countries. Number four, Candace Owens does take a more even-handed approach to the Arab-Israel conflict than we're used to among conservatives but that does not mean she's anti-Semitic. And finally, five, even if you're convinced Candace Owens is anti-Semitic, there is no value in saying so to her face, as so many of us are doing right now. We won't succeed in accomplishing anything other than inspiring resentment.